Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome back, beautiful mummers. I'm not going to waste much time with an introduction for this episode, other than to say that you're about to hear a conversation with one of my favourite people on this planet. Lisa Corduff is probably well known to you, and if she isn't, please immediately jump online and begin to follow her beautiful insights and humour and authenticity. Lisa and I met many, many years ago online, both in the early days of blogging. And from that very first time I reached out to her via Facebook Messenger, she has been exceptionally generous with her love and support of me in all areas of my life. And over that time, I have watched Lisa go from a blogger sharing whole foods recipes for mums that are overwhelmed with the idea of trying to feed their children healthy food to now seeing her rise up so high and share a way of living, a way of thinking that truly frees us as women. And so my invitation for you with this episode is to listen with a notepad because I promise you over the next half hour or so, you will have so many aha moments. You will want to write down so much of what she says, Lisa's insights into how we can truly honour and respect ourselves, be the best we can be, not tie ourselves up with the responsibility of keeping everybody else happy and trust ourselves is truly profound. Enjoy. Lisa Cordaff, how is it possible that you have not been on my podcast before? I cannot believe we haven't done no. it. No. Is that real? <laughs> We've done so many Facebook lives and webinars and live events together. Why have you not been on my podcast? What was oh, I Oh, now I just feel quietly offended that I haven't <laughs> been asked before. <laughs> I think Very glad all- to be here, Amy. Oh, I'm so glad we're doing this. I think the thing with you, my beautiful friend, is that whenever I think about getting you onto my podcast, there are 700 different things I want you to talk about. And so I never know which one to choose. So I'm going to use that as my excuse. 
Well, okay, you're forgiven. I love you. We talk <laughs> good, all good. the time anyway. So I reached out to you today and we jumped on this recording straight away because you posted something on Instagram, Mamas, you must follow Lisa on Instagram, that really sung to me and I know is something that so many of the mamas that I work with and that listen to this podcast struggle with. It's when our children are not doing okay, when they are going through a tough time, perhaps anxiety, separation anxiety, whatever it is, and how we can be our very best as we support them through that. Let's, if you could, start with you explaining to the mamas what you've been going through with one of your children recently, and then let's have a look at what you've been able to do to support yourself and her. Okay, so what's been going on with my daughter is uh, what I would probably consider is like a separation anxiety and school avoidance. So she loved school in primary, in in prep, had the greatest time, has had some really big changes happen this year, Um, some at school, some at home, like her her best friend left for another school. She had a great teacher last year. There's all, it's kind of like a little perfect storm in, in her little life. And I've been absolutely blindsided by it, Amy. I have never ever experienced a tougher parenting challenge than seeing my confident bubbly like she's she's my daughter that uh she'll wake up in the morning and get dressed without me asking put her pajamas under her pillow without me asking just say yes to whatever's on offer for breakfast brush her teeth sit down for me to do her hair like I just I don't have to worry about her she just does the things and suddenly she wasn't getting dressed she was crying from the moment she got up I was having to almost like rip her hands off the couch to get her to get into the car. It was so stressful. And I know you've experienced this. And since I've shared it on socials, whoa, I have so many women saying, been there. And so, so you know, as a mum who sees their child not operating at their best, I, I called in the help. Um, I, I realized quite quickly that this wasn't something that I had the tools for. And I think that that's always, I've always sort of thought of myself as a pretty competent mum, but I, I was, I was toolless. Uh, nothing that I was doing was working. This problem was bigger than me. Uh, it was bigger than something that I knew how to solve by myself. So, uh, she has been seeing an osteopath for something else. I got him to work on the anxiety a bit for her set her up with a, a psychologist at school. We got her a mental health care plan and uh, and she now has some sessions happening there. Uh, she had some energy healing work because I'm woo and that stuff works and that gave me amazing insights into how she was processing things in her little, in her body. And she also had some chiropractic to be able to just like really calm down her system. Mm. And throughout all of this, Amy, it's not like she needed fixing. She needed support and I needed support. And I just kept thinking that this isn't going to be something that is going to last forever. This is where she's at right now. This is happening in her life. It's happening for her. It's okay. There's nothing, you know, it's it's distressing. It's awful to witness. 
it's bloody stressful. Oh my gosh. Like waking up in the morning and just thinking, how is this going to happen? But I just kept thinking she's going to be okay. And as long as we can attend to this and not, you know, I couldn't will it away even if I had wanted to. I couldn't deny it was happening and I wasn't angry at her. It was just what it was and we could find some some solutions together and just give her what she needs in this moment. But it, it took a massive toll on me, I've got to say. I have to say, listening to you, I, as always, am so blown away by your positive mind. You have such an ability, Lisa, ever since I've met you years ago, to to hold, you're a glass half full kind of girl. I remember when my oldest daughter was going through something very similar about two years ago. And similarly, it has been and still is the hardest part of parenting I've ever been through. I wasn't able to know that this was going to pass. I found myself deeply distressed that this was a sign of something that was going to stay with her for a long time. So as always, I so admire your ability to trust that things are going to be okay. But I know that this is something that you have worked on a lot. And this is what I want to talk to you about today. Because when our children go through tough times or when things do become really challenging and we see someone we love have such intense pain, we have to be able to keep ourselves in a good place to be able to hold the space for them, don't we? 100%. And, uh, you know, I remember sitting there, lying there after my son was born, my eldest and and just trying to feed him, not really knowing what I was doing. And uh, a midwife walked into the room and she said, oh, calm mother, calm baby, every time. For some reason, I heard her say that and I really heard it. It became like my motherhood mission to see <laughs> if that was really true, if I brought calmness and that sense to my baby if if that would make a difference now you and i are not big on passing judgment on mothers or having any mothers feel bad i'm sure there's many calm mums who didn't quite get calm babies or good sleepers whatever good sleepers is or whatever but for me it was something that obviously i needed to hear at that time and as they've grown up it's been this constant uh, recognition that where I'm at, it can change the tone of our whole household. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's not calm that's required. Sometimes it's playfulness. You know, sometimes it's routine. And if I'm not any of those things, how do you kind of expect your kids, like, like we set the tone. And I thought with through this time, I was, I mean, I shared on my Facebook page that I, I've recently got myself a mental health care plan and I have, I mean, crazy stuff's happening, Amy. I've lost my appetite. I don't even know what's happening. Mm. Uh, I'm not sleeping particularly well. There's a lot of stuff that's been going on in my life that I have recognised 
I'm not really coping all that well with. I'm finding it hard to make decisions and, and concentrate and and I am not used to feeling like that. And I shared on that Facebook Live, you know, like I'm not here for suffering. I'm not here for a, a shit time. I actually really like feeling good and I think there's so many opportunities for us to help ourselves feel good because, you know, we have choice in every moment, even although sometimes recognizing that and and trying to pull ourselves out of something that's not the point the point is always recognizing where we're at honoring that and when we're ready to move through it you know moving finding ways to help ourselves move through it mm-hmm. anyway i'm sharing this because uh i went to the osteopath today for the first time of course all the kids have seen him and um and i haven't and he's like your turn good like, he's been waiting. <laughs> yeah. And um and I said, you know, this stuff, this stuff, and you know, not really sleeping and all that kind of thing. And he said, Is this about the same time that your daughter, you know, started feeling funny about school? And I was like, Oh dear, yes. But I thought maybe I was reacting to her. And he's like, Well, let's just see what's going on with you. <laughs> And of course, like my whole system was heightened because of a whole a whole load of stuff that's going on. But um, there's such a dance between a mom and and her children, and and we're we're dancing it whether we want to or not. And I know for me, if I could give her the gift of me being calm and peaceful and strong throughout her challenges, well, like really, what else more could I do for her? Because they're all going to go through some really rough times. Like, can you imagine, Amy, when someone breaks our child's heart or does something that we're just like, what? Uh, You know, what I aim to be is the best version of me to be able to deal with all that stuff. And that means I have to keep focus on myself. I have to keep myself as a priority in all this. Otherwise, well, it all just turns to shit. But this is it. We automatically assume that when something like that happens in our life, we need to pour all of our love and attention into them, which is a natural reaction because, as you said, we just want to fix it. We just want to take it away. But I loved what you posted on Instagram about this. My intention was never to take away the pain of for, for your daughter but to honour whatever it is she's been feeling and allow her the best chance of moving through it with ease. That, I think, is the key and allows us to prioritise ourselves again. If our intention is, I need to fix this, then we're going to be looking at the wrong place. But if our intention is to be there for them as they find their way through it, then we will start prioritising ourselves differently, don't you think? 100%. 100%. I'm so glad that that my post this morning very early and bleary-eyed was so profound. Well done. <laughs> oh, I've got more for you. There's another sentence I want to hear your thoughts on and I've had this happen to me before where someone's interviewed me and quoted back something I said and I thought to myself, "Oh, that sounds really good. I don't even know what I meant then." So, uh <laughs> let's see if you what you say when I put this back to you. You said Again and again and again, I recognize the stunning beauty in pain. Oh, Lisa, as a wordsmith, that just gives me chills. I really want you to talk to me about what that means because I think when we see 
our children in pain like that. And so many mamas I connect with have children with these anxieties. It is so prevalent in our society now. How can we see the stunning beauty in this? Oh, Amy, I spent a lot of my life trying to avoid pain because it it hurts. <laughs> And I look back now and I think the times where I really felt really horrible, the really, really tough times, they they were the things that grew me. And like not being able to acknowledge someone else in their pain and their struggle is the biggest disservice I think we can do to people. Talking it away, uh, making it okay I will never do that for my children because it's a gift to them. I really see that. And my daughter is going to have a a totally new experience of herself and an understanding of herself. We will have developed a closer relationship because of this. She, you know, we've reached out to amazing people who are uncovering all sorts of different things that, that is amazing that they, that attention is being put on them now for her. And all of it is a gift because the human experience is not, it's not linear. It's not all unicorns and rainbows. And if we expect it to be, that's pain. You know, that is painful. Uh, So instead of having these things come up and just feeling like victims to them, I find if I can see it as, as the gift it is for her growth and mine, then it just gives me power back. It just gives me, it just makes me feel strong. And I want that for her. I don't want them to think that there's something wrong with them. Like like right now, I don't think there's anything wrong with me that I need to get some help from a therapist to work through stuff. And I guess I always come back to thinking that, you know, nothing has any meaning except the meaning we give it. Yes. And it's my job as a mum. Like, I'll, I'll hold the meaning for them if they can't work it out right now. And we get to kind of set that. If it was like, you're naughty, this is wrong, um, stop being silly or things like that, you know, that would have a completely different meaning to her than, hey, it's okay, I get this. Things mm-hmm. feel hard sometimes. You feel really sad. You feel nervous. You feel like, and just repeating her words back to her to validate them I don't know. To me, it's just like, but I would say, but it's not going to feel like this all the time. And you can get through this and we're together. And, you know, I guess I I told her the story of it. Like this is like not necessarily parenting advice that I should be sharing because I've got no idea what I'm doing. So don't take any of it on. Um, It's just, I guess, where I'm at with my understanding of um, allowing them to have this this tough time and and not swooping in to to fix everything, being the validator and the holder of space feels a lot more empowering to them mm. and to me. Absolutely. And can I say, as a parent who did go and do all of the training that we could get our hands on when my daughter went through this a few years ago, what you're saying is exactly what we were told too, that it is about validating their feelings. So you nailed it. Um, It is about validating their feelings. But we absolutely needed to get our head around it because 
what was so confronting for me, Lisa, when my daughter was going through this was that my automatic reaction was what I was told when I was overwhelmed as a child, which was pull yourself together, don't be silly, come on, you're a tailor, you'll be fine, and just really told was taught that I just needed to get over it and put on a mask and get out into the world. Mm-hmm. And I distinctly remember those conversations. I distinctly remember feeling that uh, my family, because this is what we were taught, tailors, as my maiden name was, tailors were strong, tailors went out there and did things. Come on, you need to do this too. And so when my daughter was going through this, my I can say now my immediate reaction was to do the same thing to her. What do you mean? You don't hide. You don't, you're not scared of this. Come on, you're a tailor kebabs. You can do this. Don't be silly. It was the same words that came out. Mm. And so I guess to finish our beautiful conversation, What I love, 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 love about motherhood, it just makes me emotional saying it, is that it gives us a chance to grow ourselves up again. It gives us a chance to undo those programs that we're probably still telling ourselves and not only teach our children differently, but parent ourselves differently. And I guess that's what you were saying in that post this morning is that this is a gift for both of you. Right. And it really, really is even although things are hard, the hard stuff, the painful stuff, we can't go through life without it. But this is why I think you and I, Amy, are so passionate about working on the mother, distinct from, you know, the children or what you need to do for the kids or all of that sort of stuff, like just the woman that you are. Because I don't know. I I just feel like it's the missing, the missing piece that we can look on all the parenting websites and we can do all that sort of stuff. But the biggest change I can make in my kids' lives, the biggest difference I can make to them is by changing and upgrading and honoring and celebrating myself. (laughs) And I just, I don't even feel any guilt about saying that anymore. I think I used to feel guilty about prioritizing myself, but now I literally see the results in action. I see it. I see how they respond. And I see what a difference it's making in their lives when, you know, there's a lot of change going on for them right now. And obviously, you know, they've had a dad who hasn't been very well. And so I, I didn't see it as a as a burden or or anything like that. It's all just a gift that's growing me and I have not experienced more pain than I have in the last, you know, two years. I truly, I don't even recognize myself sometimes from one month to the next. That's the speed of the transformation when you're open to the lessons and when you're open to the beauty. Mm. And I think that that's a nice way for me to be right now. Oh, Oh, my goodness so beautiful thank you i'm so glad that this was the topic we chose to finally talk (laughs) in this podcast together because it was meant to be and i just adore witnessing how you are rising through all of this it is the most inspiring thing to me and i know it will be to all the listeners so thank you beautiful i will come on your podcast anytime you ask amy just (laughs) saying don't you, know, leave it so- you know the inbox is going to be full now with requests <laughs> that you come back on. Nice one. 
Now we've got to go and collect our children. I have to get to um, some dentist appointments this afternoon just to, you know, keep it real. Exactly. I've got to do school pickup too. So thank you. Thank Love you. Everyone. Love you too. So I know that you would have loved that conversation as much as I did. Yes, I want to get Lisa back on this podcast over and over again. Her insights, her way of speaking about all of this is just so refreshing and inspiring. And so I promise you, beautiful mamas, Lisa and I are working on creating more together as soon as possible especially another live event here in Australia. So keep your ears and eyes out for that. But in the meantime, I hope you've made lots of notes. I hope you can see some really clear next steps for yourself. And I would love you to jump online and share with both Lisa and I what you got out of this episode. Tag us in your social media posts. Let us know what your aha moments were. Let us know what you most want to hear more about. And of course, jump online and follow Lisa. Search for smallstepsliving.com or Lisa Kodaf. And let's continue this conversation together. And in the meantime, if you want to join me and the most beautiful group of women in a 40-day practice to look at who you are, how you define yourself, what thought patterns and beliefs are keeping you stuck and attached to making everybody else happy, then my Redefine program is about to begin again. Hundreds of mamas have been a part of this program and have truly transformed their definition of themselves. They feel clearer, happier, more purposeful. They know how to stay calm. They've re-energized their relationships in their life. We start on the 24th of March and all the details are on happymama.com.au. I would love you to join this really beautiful 40-day practice and online program. Until next week, beautiful mamas. Satnam. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.